Welcome to the Inspirate Podcast. My name is Kyle Hastings, and I will be sharing stories and talking with everyday people who will encourage, will inspire, and will motivate. Throughout my journey of life, I have been very lucky to meet many beautiful people with amazing stories of transformation and growth. Inspirate is here to bring out the best of you. Enjoy the show. My name is Kyle Hastings, and this week we're going to start doing a midweek recap. Uh, it'll come out either Thursday or Friday night. Myself and Bev B, we're going to talk about the previous podcast and topics all around that. This week we spoke about the LT podcast. You're going to hear a lot about that as well, just some other tidbits and just some fun conversation we're having. I want to give a disclaimer, though, that while recording this, there were some audio audio issues that I had I was just trying to mix this and there I'm over I guess over modulating that there's gonna be a lot of feedback on your end it's gonna get loud so I apologize just want to give you that heads up that I'm a one-man show and I'm doing my best trying to get the sound engineered properly for a awesomely sound podcast thank you so much to Vittori foot and ankle specialist Dr. Chris Vittori and Dr. Amit Bakrar at Vittori Foot and Ankle Specialist for being our sponsor. Without them, without Vittori Foot and Ankle Specialists, we would not be able to have a successful podcast of what we do right now. You can visit them at VittoriFootClinic.com to request an appointment, give them a call, learn a little bit about podiatry, what they have to offer, and also like them and follow them on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you so much, everyone. I hope you enjoy the show. And once again, I apologize about the little bit of the feedback problem that we had uh, on my end. Um, my voice is a little bit lower and it does get a little bit louder at times. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Thursday night recap of what happened this week with the podcast, but we might also be talking about what else happened this week in life, which is also going to be another good topic, but the podcast most importantly, and we have Bev B's back and the format we're going to be doing now because I cannot figure out how to open. Uh, I just open here the can <laughs> open. <laughs> we're in the kitchen studios and uh, we bought a third microphone. And the plan was for Bev B to also sit in on interviews. And she doesn't know any of the people that we're interviewing. And she would have great questions to ask because I know the stories. And then she can ask questions to the interviewers and to interviewees. And she's just an outside person. It would be really, really cool to have that. But I can't figure out how to get a third microphone hooked up to the garage band. That's what I'm doing my recordings on. And for those who don't know, based off of some of the sound mixings, I'm a one-man band. I do the sound engineering, the graphic design, social media, the marketing. It's it's doing pretty good for a one-man band, but it's definitely not pro professional production quality because some of the sound mixing is Bev's laughing. Why are you laughing? I, I, I always knew you were talented, Kyle. I mean, you just, <laughs> you're always getting yourself into something, like I said before, and uh, you just, I, I admire you actually because you just go out and do it, you know? A lot of times I'm too afraid to like embark on something new, so I, I have to give you props. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I, I go with the Joel from Risky Business saying, 
sometimes you just got to say what the bleep. And since I have to, we're now on iTunes. I don't know if you know that on Apple You know, Podcasts. I saw that. Yeah. So I have to check off now if there's vulgarity languages in there or if there's no vulgarity languages. So it's a part of like the pre-interview that I have to oh. have. Like I interviewed this past weekend. I'll be out in a couple couple weeks, several weeks. Mm-hmm. Her name was Ann Fearmeyer, and Ann Fearmeyer is ninety years old. She's gonna be ninety one oh years gosh. old. And I had to tell her, "You gotta watch the vulgarities, son. No, no slipping of the bad words." And <laughs> Sometimes you you know French just comes out. Mm-hmm. You know, I I I think I'm fluent in that right now. French. She yes. she did make a mean uh, a mean cornbread muffin Ooh. and some uh, and some uh, cookies. Some oatmeal cookies, and I'm gonna put up the photo, and they were just amazing. Where's my share? Apparently, well, was I wasn't week. here on the right well, day. <laughs> oh, I thought you weren't gonna talk on the interview. <laughs> oh, look who's here! Sarah's back. <laughs> Guess who's back? Yeah, and, she, and she's like, "I'm not talking on this one." I'm like, "You want to bet?" And she just chimes in right away when we hear she hears oatmeal cookies, and she gets all excited. <laughs> you had me at oatmeal cookies. Yes, I mean. <laughs> So this is, what we're going to do is this is a recap show, and we're going to talk about the past episode that Bev got to hear in between her life duties of taking care of family and driving kids and, and dealing with a needy husband. And oh, so neat. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> and, and doing all of her duties, and then she's going to be able to ask questions and stuff that just comes to mind, and we'll talk about other things and some inspirational topics, and I think it'll be a fun way for a Thursday, like our, our middle-of-the-road uh, po- podcast episode where, you know, Mondays, Sundays and Mondays, we'll, we'll do the, the interview, we'll release mm-hmm. the interview, and then we'll recap it on Thursdays. And one other thing I probably could do too is, since we, we do have a decent social media following, and you could follow us, it's at Inspirate on Instagram, and then the Inspirate podcast on Facebook, and if you do the Twitter, which I don't know if anyone does Twitter, if that's is people just watch passe? it, or they, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I don't know if people just like they just creep on it to see what other people <laughs> are going to say, and or they actually follow things on Twitter. But we're the Enspray Podcast. I think it's Enspray PC. It's not politically correct. It's podcast for PC. Ah, okay. So if you have any questions, throw them up on the social media, and then we can answer them on Thursday's recap show. Ooh, that's kind of fun. Yeah. And then I'll throw it up there on the Instagram, too, of, like, what questions you want to be asked or answered, and we'll do that. And then maybe one day we can get another sponsor and we can have a contest. That would be fun. Yeah, yes. let's do it. I got, I got a sponsor in mind right now that has some fun things that we can have a contest on. So, well, we had this week, we, we launched the LT Griffin Breathe Before the Storm podcast. It's going to be three parts Second part's going to come out Sunday night, uh, Sunday midday, Sunday night, depending on what's going on. It's about the second part, but the first part, what did you think? That was, was it a lot? Pretty heavy? Well, you know, I um, really felt like I got to to know, you know, him and, and yourself and just, you know, how you met, obviously. I mean, Olivet, you know, is, is that bonding, you know, area. And I, I'm, I'm 100% convinced that you're going to play football again. I'm, I'm just saying, like, you can just hear the passion in your voice. I'm Seriously, Sarah, I, I mean... Sarah's shaking her head no. Well, well, I'm not saying he should. I'm just saying you can just tell, you know, 
the desires there. And it was, um, you know, so obviously it's something I picked up on with, with you. So You know what season's coming up? It's football I season. I know. That's why I'm getting like itch. The lights, man. I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. Yeah, it's like when ladies are around other ladies and they have babies and they get like the itch. They're like, hmm. That's why I'm around football season. I'm like, hmm, football. There's no more itching no going more, on no here. Itching. Shop's closed. The <laughs> shop is closed <laughs> permanently. <laughs> Yeah, that was yeah. about the football, you yeah. know, and I, I've been taking, I've been asking for feedback from a lot of the people that mm-hmm. I know, and they would give me honest to straight feedback, and that was a thing that was brought up from uh, my friend that lives in Dallas, his name is Jack, Jack brought that up, and he goes, well, if, I'm, if I wasn't in your inner circle, I wouldn't know half these guys that you're talking about and half these stories, he goes, I might have heard a story one or two from you. Mm-hmm. But I would have not have known. And he compared it to some of these other podcasts, very popular podcasts. Like there's a gentleman named Marcus Luttrell. I don't know if you know that name. No. He's a Navy SEAL. They're, they're pretty much okay. like special forces, Navy SEAL okay. uh, interviews. And they'll be talking and using a lot of the jargon and, and using a lot of the uh, names, similar like what LT and I were doing. But no one knows unless you're in that community. And, right. and Jack brought that up. And he goes, the first 20 minutes was like a reunion show. And the audience would have been specific for just the people who knew that football era of mm-hmm. you guys. I thought that was a pretty pretty cool feedback. And similar, it's sort of like what you're, I mean, you didn't really say it, but it's sort of the same theme. Right, right. I mean, it just, I mean, I enjoy it. I mean, I, I give you a hard time, but I actually really, I enjoy it because I like hearing the stories. And I like, you know, I'm always been one for the details, Kyle. I mean, it's just how I am. When somebody tells a story, I don't want them just to kind of gloss over it with, you know, just a a quick anecdotal whatever. I want to hear all of the little details. And so I just appreciated kind of listening to, you know, the the back and forth, you know, with with you and, and what have you. And I just, I, I don't know. It's just... I like the details. I like the stories. And so, yes, maybe some of the references that you made, I'm like, uh, I'm not 100% sure, but it's... Just, it's just fun. It's conversational. And yeah, it is a reunion. It's exciting. But you can paint a picture by the story. Yes. Like you can close your eyes and, and you can actually see vaguely of like what some of the shenanigans going oh, on. Totally. Or you can paint pictures of actual guys when we're describing mm-hmm. them. So my mind operates in GIFs or GIFs. We were just watching this show called Ted Lasso. Have you, have you heard of Ted Lasso? No, no. So I've had several people, actually three people, in the last four days mm-hmm. before I started watching it. We'll say four days prior to two days ago. So six days ago. Okay. So two plus four. Let me write this down. That's six. It's <laughs> common core math. <laughs> and out of the three people in the four days told me, you got to watch Ted Lasso. They all said that you were very similar to Ted Lasso. What station? It's Net- on, is it like it's Netflix? On, uh, or? No, on, uh, Apple TV. It's oh. the Apple TV station. Okay. And you got to have Apple to get it. Yeah, I don't have Apple TV. Yeah. But it, it, we watched it. It was really good. And so they had made a joke about GIFs and GIFs, and it's from England. And it, so it's called it a GIF. GIF. Is it GIF or is it GIF? I, don't I, know. I always wonder. Maybe that could be the first social media question. Tomato, is that, tomato? Yeah, I mean. Is it GIF or is it GIF? So is it like J I F F? That's how you pronounce it, like the peanut butter spread? Or is it GIF with the G I F? I, w- I always want to say, I always said GIF. It's a GIF. That's what I said. But on the show, they said GIF. Really? On Ted Lasso, they said GIF. Hmm. 
What's that? You got to speak up. Oh, she's back on microphone. <laughs> so my mind operates on like mm-hmm. gifts. Sure. And almost sort of like I have a narrator. Okay. Well, it's, it sounds psychotic now. Like the Christmas story. <laughs> like Gene Shepard. <laughs> that's that's wow. pretty much like how like okay. I have like Gene Shepard. I always try to like tell stories as if I'm Gene Shepard. Okay. From a Christmas story. And I just think that's like the most interesting way of talking and sharing a story to make you feel like you're actually there. Because Gene Shepard in A Christmas Story made you feel like that you were on Cleveland Street. That's true. Which is actually in Cleveland, and it's not in Gary, Indiana, where they shot it. Wow. They shot it in Cleveland. I, I didn't know that. Yeah, they I shot didn't. the Christmas didn't Story in Cleveland. Didn't you go, I'm sorry, didn't you go to the Christmas Story they did. house? It was fantastic. Where's the lake lamp, man? I thought there'd be one front here, oh. front, front and center, right here. Well, that might be coming this Christmas as you know? a full-size leg lamp. I'm just saying. They're expensive. You might need a pair. I mean, I'm just Two saying. for both windows? Oh, well, yeah. Or two legs? lamps. <laughs> it might cost you uh-huh. two right legs. Right here on the busy street, too, and all People the creepers. People will be stopping. You already got their other lights up. I'm just saying. I already do have the Christmas lights up, and that is because I'm the fastest one on the block for getting them up. Yeah. There, there you go. I already have them up. That's how I identify the house when I come By over. the Christmas so, lights. Yeah, please don't take them down. No, I'll be I, lost. Trust me, I'm not. Okay. Good. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. That, Until so. they break, I'm going to leave them up there. Sorry, I digress. See, now I'm getting off topic. <laughs> but so painting, painting the yes. story with LT, you, you did get for the first like 20 minutes a good picture of what who the crew was. Oh, completely. And the camaraderie that you guys had. I mean, it just, you could feel the essence of the team, you know. And I like some of the things, too, that you said is, you know, when you go ahead and you know, you put on the uniform, you put on the helmet, you guys are all part of the team. It didn't matter where you came from. It didn't matter what your background was. You came together and you're just, it was the team and you had a common goal and you guys worked toward it. And it was nice to kind of, you know, hear and feel that camaraderie. So I, I was impressed. Yeah. It's the honest yeah. to God truth. And mm-hmm. that should be like, I say this a lot about society needs to learn the football mentality. Sure. Is that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter about anything. It matters about how you could support the person to your left and the person to your right, regardless of where they came from or what they have or what they do or, or whatever their background is. It doesn't matter. None of that matters. No one cares. Exactly. No one cares. Exactly. Are you a good person and could you help? Exactly. That's all they care. That's all the world cares about. I think good right. people. Can you help? Are you a helper? Mm-hmm. And... Uh, do you do you treat others good? It seems so basic when you think about it. Yeah, you know. But no, I I, en- I enjoyed that. I also then enjoyed how, you know, he started to go into you know his family life, you know, right. and then I kind of was chuckling, you know, he was like, you know, when, you know, Richton Park, you know, was you know, I mean. I, great area or whatnot or like when he would go see his father and, and you know what have you it was just it was interesting because you know he just he was just being real like he was just being real and, and how you know when he'd go to you know from Ford Heights to Richton Park yeah. and just kind of you know outline you know outline that spending time with his you know mother versus his father yeah. and some of the experiences I mean there's you know there's still a lot of questions i i listen to the majority of it, but, you know, there's just things that, you know, as we start to talk about it, you know, more through the, through the interview, um, 
No, I'd like to know. I mean, it's just, you know, ultimately when you, when you, when you originally told me that you were going to be interviewing him, you know, the first thing that came to my mind was, you know, what, what drives you to that, to that point, you know? To selling that much drugs yeah. Or, yeah. or being involved in that both. pretty heavy. Yeah, just both, I guess, you know? Yeah. Um, well, he explained how it started. Mm-hmm. I was fascinated. I'm like, well, how would one get involved? Right, in I remember. And, it's, yeah. and it's because he had to take care of his, his child. He had to make extra money for his child. Yeah. And putting yourself into that age where you're in your early teens, mid-teens, when you had his first child. Yeah. I remember I was umpiring baseball. Okay. My brother and I were umpiring baseball starting our eighth grade, seventh grade year. Mm-hmm. And we were eighth grade, freshman year, sophomore high school. We would have summertime, we would just have a roll of $300, $400 in our pocket. Wow. And from umpiring games. And, okay. But that was our check, and we would just hold on to it. And... And it became addictive because we had money. And we were young and had money. And we paid for all of our football camps we wanted to in the summer. And we paid mm-hmm. for our football shoes. We paid for everything ourselves. I mean, multiple reasons. One is because my parents just couldn't afford it. My dad was only working at the time. My mom was at home mm-hmm. with, with, well, she had, we had a total of six kids underneath the roof. There just wasn't money. So that's why we had to do it. But it was also addictive that we had money where we didn't have to ask. Mm-hmm. Now, magnify that to entrepreneurial sh- street pharmacy <laughs> money. <laughs> right. You know, that could be a little addictive. You get that much cash in your pocket. I mean, even yeah. now as adults, like you say, you get a bonus. You get a $10,000 bonus. It's true. It's just like, whoa, Yeah. here we go. I mean, 10000 that's a lot for me. It might right. not be a lot for some people, but, but it's more than I have. Mm-hmm. You know, and when you have that, now you can do those nicer things. Right. You know, you can buy that extra whatever or you can make that trip where you like oh just put it off right now you can go do that and i i could see why he did it i understand why it's it's money it's yeah. i mean it's greed what, what's one of the cardinal sins oh it's greed oh my gosh right and isn't it crazy though how the money is just such a driver with people you know with families with individuals you know I, you, you mentioned about the whole like big bankroll it just reminded me of we had gone to the you know water slides just to kind of check it out. We had never you know been to one of these local places, and I'm standing there, and uh, they were I was laughing. They're like, oh, "Are you? Are you?" Oh my god! What is? Way to go! So Sarah is sitting here. <laughs> she said she wasn't going to talk, and so she spoke several times out of turn. I think she does want to talk. She does want to talk, and then she's sitting here on her iPhone. And she's watching some Pinterest video and just, what it, what was it? We're gonna I, don't, get her, we're gonna I get know, her right? We, should, we should take a look and see what it was. What, what video were you watching? <laughs> see, we got her to talk three times. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but, so you were but, talking about the water park yeah, before we, we were really yeah, interrupted. But, but we went to the water park, you know, and I'm, I'm laughing because, you know, they asked me if I was a resident, and I was like, well, I was for 29 years. Does that count for anything? You know, jokingly, you know, and they're like, you know, get the the look from the kid. Well, anyway, um, you know, I paid my money, but in the window next to me, there happened to be um, a family there and they're paying, you know, their way in. Well, they just, I mean, the the woman just pulled out this whole huge like bankroll, like, and she's just like, you know, licking her, her thumb and just, you know, dishing it out. And I was like, wow. Like, first of all, I'm like, 
why are you carrying so much of that? And it wasn't right. like it was small bills. We're like, I mean, I, I mean, like I was right were they there. Two dollar bills. Well, they were like they were like twenties, and what? And like you know how much? And I wanted to say, hey, you want to go pay for mine too? Shut up. You know, but it was. I mean, Kyle, it was a huge bankroll, and I just. I don't know. I, I, you know, I just kept saying to myself, I mean, and maybe it's just me, but I'm like, I would never carry around that much money. Right. I don't know if it's like a status thing, you know. Well, you look at what I got. Um, I don't know because I don't have it. Right, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> but it was, you know, but like you know, you said like it can be, you know, addictive, you know, and maybe it's a status, you know, type of thing, right. you know, and people carry it around, and you know, and how she came about that, I don't know. Maybe she's. A waitress. I don't know. Maybe she's getting a bunch of tips. I don't know. Maybe she's selling drugs. I don't know. And, you know, whatever. I, but I would just, I just noticed, you know, the big wad of cash. And I was just like, you know, with all the crime and everything going on, I'm like, oh, I just don't think it's a good idea <laughs> to be carrying around that much, especially in a water park where you got to lock your stuff up or else, you know, forget about it. But anyway, I was just, it just, I associated it with like status or like that, you know, like you're talking about, like it's addicting. You know, so to have that much cash on you, as yeah. well as though, and he and then he spoke about how he he took care of a lot of the guys mm-hmm. in his circle, in yeah. his inner circle, and just take them out to dinner, and some of the girls he was dating, mm-hmm. their friends, and take them out to dinner, and mm-hmm. it feels good when you're able to do that, sure. and when you have that extra, and you could take care of somebody, mm-hmm. and I can understand that philosophy too. Is that we. If you don't, if you've never had it and you've got it, now yeah. you're going to take care of those who don't have it. And right. you hear those stories time in and time out about lottery winners mm-hmm. and how they end up going broke, oh. or they have some some horrible spending because they end up coming from nothing. Right. And then all of a sudden they have millions of dollars, and then within ten years they're broke because they ended up buying mom's car and then we bought my aunt Susie's house and then we did this because they helped me here and they helped me here mm-hmm. and so you're going trying to repay all the help the debts I don't want to call them debts but more or less that's what they are you know and now you have nothing for yourself because you just took care of everybody that took care of you almost like that MC Hammer story have you ever heard that story no MC Hammer no i mean i, I know MC Hammer but he ended up broke and he was like almost half a billionaire, almost a billionaire in music. He ended up going broke taking care of all of his friends, all of his people in his entourage. Uh, wow. He ended up going broke. How do you, I mean. Because it, that's the type of heart these, you know, mm-hmm. people like him have that, that the, these people that make all this money one way or another and they go from zero from broke. Right. And they go to riches and they take care of everybody. Well, then you start getting people that might, might take advantage of you or but yeah that's like mc hammer he had that look that one up it's it's pretty interesting it was like on vh1 behind the music i think that's when i saw it when vh1 actually played music when they said behind the music so oh oh, yeah music and And mtv MTV, had music too at one point i remember those days Mm -hmm. they had an astronaut that would intro the music oh i love that astronaut yeah i I totally see it in my head oh my gosh so yeah he would take he took his friends out i could see him having that money and why that would be addictive to sell more just like in sales you know you want that bigger bonus you get that sales bonus that's fifty thousand for the quarter and you're like, hmm, now that's addictive. I like that taste. Similar to drugs. You know, similar true. to drugs, that's addictive. I like that taste. True. That's true. Not th- I mean, I can't speak from a drug perspective. I you know, don't have a familiarity with <laughs> Just that. Just raging but at, at meth. <laughs> <laughs> 
my gosh, you know, seriously, that's really, that those are real problems, you know, but no, from, but like from, I can speak from a sales perspective, especially right now with, you know, my current job right. about how, you know, you're, you're fighting, you're just, you're fighting to make your number and you're, you're trying to do whatever you can, you know, to, to do that. And yeah, it feel it feels good when you can make a sale or, you know, you know, if you actually get a decent uh, commission check, which I haven't yet, I'm just putting it oh, in time. You know, in time, right? It, it takes time. It takes time. But uh, but I can see how it can be addicting, you know. And yes, you know, money makes the world go around. It's not everything, but, you know, it sure can buy you a lot of things. It can help a lot of people out. Yeah. And and yes, I'm interested in having more of it. Um, what also is pretty interesting, it's about you, you have the money, you mm-hmm. have the show, but really what's going on in the inside you know, and I use the analogy of you might have this gigantic castle, mm-hmm. but if you don't have anything inside of it, it's empty. Or whatever you have inside of it, it's stuff that doesn't have meaning. It's just stuff. Exactly. It's still empty. And, yeah. and that goes to a human where mm-hmm. you, you see the people that are just real showy and flashy. Well, what's in the inside? What's making this person tick? Right. It might be empty. It might be a lot of empty. It might be a lot of uh, sorrow. Mm-hmm. And they have to put this beautiful outside on to make the inside feel better. It's true. I mean, I, I've seen that a lot with people in these big houses. And, and really, I mean, there's even some of them, they don't have anything in them. And it's like, yeah. well, why do you have this big house? Yeah. Or, or the moment that they do get any money burning in their pocket, they got to spend it right away. And it's like, well, hold on. Did you really, did you really need that? Did you, yeah. you know, and, and sometimes too, I find, and if you've ever watched any of those lottery winner shows, yes. I, yeah. I, I find those to be you know very interesting because of some of the purchases that they make, Kyle, like just bizarre things that you're like, wait, you just spent tens of thousands of dollars on what? So, but would you, would you make a purchase? If you, if you won that type of a million, like the the fu type money mm-hmm. in the in the lottery, you wouldn't make a purchase of just like because I can. Well, like I'm I'm talking about like bizarre statues oh. and like just things that are like totally like yeah, just you you just look at that and you just go, that's not really tasteful. Like a statue of Caesar. Yeah, exactly. No you know, reason. or like one of those fountain those funky fountains or something yeah. or you know I I just I wouldn't do that. Don't get me wrong. I would make purchases that, you know, maybe some things that, you know, my people might say that it's frivolous or whatnot. But I also, again, you know, I take care of people. I would buy the Wonder Wheel from the toy. (laughs) And me and my brother would just roll around like, hello, Wonder Wheel. (laughs) I love you, Wonder Wheel. (laughs) I think we all, you know, if, if we had enough money burning in our pocket and we could take care of our, you know, our kids, our families, you know, or whatever, you know, whoever, our friends... I think there's we all have that desire to like oh you know I would do X or I would purchase X you know like I would go on a world tour following Duran Duran around I mean this is what I would do. You would waste money on that. Oh stop! <laughs> you must be hungry like a wolf. I, <laughs> <laughs> I might come undone if I if wow. I can't do this. Wow. I'm just saying. In your ordinary world. <laughs> <laughs> Bev's Duran Duran reference part of the show. I know. Well, you know, I got to get that in, and I and and uh, I have to digress. I did get a heart from Mr. Brunson, so yes, I had to give him an honorable mention as well. I so. found Mr. Brunson on the social media did you? because when, when I was off the Facebook 
for a year. I, I was done with it. I don't it. blame you. Done with it. But because there's so many people on there, mm-hmm. it, it's a great way to talk about the Enspray podcast. Definitely. And one of the things I do with the podcast is that when I do my write-ups, make sure I tag everybody that I write. So, you know, people like hearing their name. And I'm not I'm not dogging anybody. It's I'm talking about people because they're good people. Exactly. And when we spoke last week, you know, with Mr. Brunson, that brought so many great memories. Yeah. And so what, one of the, our, our future guests uh, heard, and I don't know if I brought this to you yet, and I might have, but I've got bad memory, is that we're going to be interviewing a, uh, a lady named Kristen Webster. And Kristen Webster's sister supposedly sang with you in one of the uh, the plays. Well, I can't wait to I see. I'm wondering if it's Nicole. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. But you know. Kristen's going to hear this, and I'm going to tag her on it, and she's going to be able to answer. And that's awesome. how the social media feedback works. Mm-hmm. So that's she is. Uh, yeah, she did bring that up. She okay. said your last. She said your maiden name, mm-hmm. and. So yeah, she's like on the wall at, at VJA Choir. Well, I don't know if they still have that um, wall. Yes, it's still up there. Thank you very much. Are you much. wearing like some flowing, beautiful 19, early 90s dress? <laughs> um, no, it's just a nice little headshot, you know, with big the hair. curl hair. Well, you know what? My hair was not as big as most others. We're so going to have to get a photo of this. I think you should. I would totally go back there. Oh, I love that place. <laughs> but Ms. Mr. Anyway. Brunson, though, he's on the social media. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm glad if he heard it that... Hell yeah, he got a major plug because that was one of my best, best memorable <laughs> experiences in high school. It's was fantastic. Yeah. He deserves it. Yeah. But I'm one of thousands of kids that he affected that gave that experience to. You I'm got one it. of thousands. Right, you got and, it. I mean, how good of a feeling do you think that must be for him to know that some meathead that he pulled out of the mm-hmm. cafeteria to diverse his choir, right. his best memory yeah. was in choir right. and not in something that he, he did scholarship on or... Or the best memory was choir. Mm-hmm. I never sang. I think I sang two, three more times after choir. And that was at probably at karaoke. I was singing <laughs> Don't Fear the Reaper. And I got oh, made geez. fun of for 25 years now. Were you doing it in three-part harmony? <laughs> it was horrible. I think I had too many Cokes in me. I had too many adult pops. Mm-hmm. And I had my hands in my pocket. I was even dancing. I had like my mouth up to the, <laughs> my mouth up to the <laughs> microphone. Just like, ooh, la, 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 la. Were you at least playing this, some cowbell or something? I wasn't doing anything. Oh, I, I was geez. probably that loaded, and I get made fun of yeah. to this day, yeah. and it's like twenty three yeah. years later. Yeah, but but isn't it isn't it just amazing though how certain people come into your life and they just affect you? I mean, absolutely. I mean, just kind of like LT, right? LT, am I yeah. saying that right? Yeah. yeah. Um, was mentioning just even about like his father, about his dad coming and cheering you guys on, and you know how he could just even still hear his dad's voice and how excited he was and he was cheering everybody on you know that means a lot that means a lot any person that listens to this that's part of that ONU family from 97 to 2000 Mm -hmm. would know Mr. Griffin really and that's how much of a positive powerful impact he had on so many guys just because he was the energy he was a part of the family like if we're writing a script you know, like LT's dad mm-hmm. would have one of the like a memorable, like a supporting cast. Okay. Like he wouldn't be the focus of it, but he'd be in each scene and he'd just be back there and he'd be there and you know it and you know he'd be there and you'd have that feeling of him being there. And it was just very powerful when he did get, a, he did get uh, arrested. I don't know if you call it that and how he said breathe mm-hmm. and 
breathe. It's everything's going to be okay. Yeah. It's going to be okay. And then how LT tied it to everything you do that's, that has strain to it, what's the first thing that you have to do when they tell you to revert back to? You breathe. Yeah. When you're having a babies, breathe. Mm-hmm. You're swimming. You know, catch mm-hmm. your breath, breathe. You lose your breath. When you're singing. You're singing. You got to breathe. Yes. And so. it, it was really something. And I got a ton of feedback. Uh, for instance, one of the young ladies... She told me, LT says breathe a lot better than you do. I said, LT's voice is like 50 times better than mine. <laughs> he should be on radio all the time. He's got like one of those voice where he, he does. Yeah. He really had a nice voice. It was very smooth and it was very enjoyable he had that to listen theme music. to. music. He was listening to War. Yeah, I, I was like, what's up with that? He has his own intro music. Hey, you know, <laughs> I don't blame the guy. I think I we have, all should. I know. It's like how like Peter Griffin. What would you hear <laughs> from Family Guy? Do you remember guy? that? What would be your theme music? What would Ooh. like your intro music? So mm. the next show, if, if Bev's coming on to the show, what would be the next song that we would that you would I come out know. to? Would it, would it be something? It would either be something like Duran Duran, or maybe it might be something from the Xanadu soundtrack. Xanadu. Yeah. What's Xanadu? You don't know what Xanadu is? I missed that one. Xanadu. Xanadu. Spell that. Olivia Newton-John. Oh, X-A-N-A-D-U. Oh, it's X- a roller skating movie. X-A-N-A-D-U. A-D-U. Xanadu. Xanadu soundtrack. Yes. The uh, Electric Light Orchestra, or ELO. ELO? Yes. Is did, that from that movie? Oh, my gosh. They did, this like, the entire here? soundtrack. It's, like, it's awesome. I can identify with so many. Well, okay, I can identify with the whole thing. Really? Yes. Oh, yeah. Is this it? Yes. I love this. I've never even heard of this movie. Um, are you kidding me? Oh, I, we got to watch I've heard it. Of, I've heard of a ton of movies. I love this song. It's called I'm Alive. Maybe this is why I haven't heard it. Oh, yeah, this is the yellow. So what's this movie about? It's... It's really bizarre. It's so cool. I love it. The bottom line is, it's about roller skating, and we're talking real roller skating, not really? yeah, not inline what do you mean, skating, like, not inline skating. That's no, 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 no. I don't know roller skating. Look at me. I can't even walk. How am I going to know what roller skating is? Did I tell you I used to compete? No, no. <laughs> Wait. Now we're really off topic. No, this is uh, good stuff. How did you compete in roller well, skating? Well, okay, yeah, it was back in like grammar school, but I've got the pr- the trophies to prove yeah. it. Um, I used to do speed skating classes and you know roller skating classes yeah. over there at the Tinley Park Roller Rink, yeah. and I used to I used to used to live there. Yeah. It was awesome. So I know I just. <laughs> Keep going. So, would you come out to like the roller skating rink and they would be playing this <laughs> right, in the background right, right. as you would walk on? <laughs> um, I and now, <laughs> Bevy, Bevy, <laughs> and a roller skating oh posse. My gosh. Uh, and they I, got the guy with like the half afro behind the sound oh, booth playing oh the song, gosh, like awesome. rocking. His I know, right? <laughs> oh, I love going and requesting all the songs. And uh, you know, I went there. Was it last year? And you know, it, my my skate was coming undone, and I went up what to do you the mean your skate. They like clip on your shoes. No. So the, the lady I'm that sorry. I interviewed that's coming out. Yes. Her name's Ann Fearmeyer, and I can't wait for this episode to come out. She was a roller skater, and that's where she met really? her husband. And she said the Roughnecks hung out at the roller skating rink, oh. and I started laughing. I'm like the Roughnecks. 
She's like, yeah, they would spike the drinks and they would put bottles of booze in the toilet bowl lids. Are you kidding? And this is what Ann was telling me. This wow. is what was going on in the late 1940s. Wow, I had no idea. Yeah, I had the no roughnecks. idea. Wow. Mm-hmm. See, I just learned something because, yeah, yeah that wasn't, I mean, the, our, our big highlight was, you know, the kids that were break dancing because uh, there was a break dance area. Uh, the syrupy. But there's only one rink. What do you mean there's a break dance area? Well, there was a break dance area, and, and before you actually got to the actual, like, inside, like, so you'd walk into the doors and, like. What roller Tinley, rink is this? Are we Tinley talking? Park roller rink. That's what, that's, that's my I old. I could smell that place right now. Like, right. I close my eyes, and it's, I could smell it. I'm <laughs> going like, there on Sunday. I'm going to smell busy. it for church. you. Oh, well, I'm, I'm, church I'm all going day. to smell it for you, you like know? Like 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> go, go see Carrie. I got my own Carrie's, skates. Yes. Carrie, yes. He, he had like a Rolls Royce, didn't he? Yes. He, he would pull up like oh. this, like this pimp Rolls Royce. Mm-hmm. And he would come out with like this this fur coat that literally it looked like awesome. he took it off like an Irish sheep hound. So awesome. And he had like this yeah. curly like he, fur he hair. It was it. awesome. He owned it. He's still there. Is he's he still, still rocking that? Or? St- well, I think he's not rocking the, you know, all of it. But, you know, I think maybe he's got a Cadillac maybe now or something. Maybe not the rolls, but he's Is rocking it. Is still in? Is that still like a thing? I, you know, well, in, well, in my book it is, but yeah. I don't live in this world. <laughs> so The book's got a couple volumes on it. <laughs> right. Well, the new books. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but it was you know it's it, it's I don't know. Anyway, we we have to we have to get back on topic there, Kyle, yeah. because I could talk about the roller rink and '80s music and Duran Duran and Mr. Brunson like all the time. Because Did Mr. Brunson go to the skating rink with you guys? No, this was like back in like grammar school. Oh, okay. You know? No, I'd be no, like, no. that's awesome. Like, he went no, no, that rink. would be cool. Man, he would walk in just like give high fives, <laughs> like big old like 1970s high fives up high, and then come down low. Oh my god, it's like I a double clap. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> like a handshake. <laughs> well, I'm going to the rink on Sunday for um, the my, one of my uh, kids, well, uh, one of their friends' birthday party. So, of course, I asked the parent, can I bring my own skates? So I You can, have your own skates? I have two pairs of my what own are, skates. What, are the ones like competition skates? Well, let's just say, you know, they, don't, they haven't seen like asphalt. They've only seen the rink. How, so. how much do roller skates cost for personal use? Well, I, I bought them a while ago. Like some Inflation. people... Right, yeah. Well, some people, when they graduate from college, they buy cars. No, I bought a new pair of roller skates because I, again, <laughs> I'm eclectic. <laughs> Man, I bet you you were just like the thing in college. Oh, yeah. Re- <laughs> yeah, yeah. You bought roller skates. Yeah, I brought roller In college. Skates. Well, when you right, graduated. When I graduated from college, yeah. So how much were they? $1,000? No, they were just like, I think they were like maybe... What one ninety five two twenty five? That's a lot something of money. Like that. It's well, yeah. a lot of money anytime. Doesn't matter yeah. when you graduate yeah. college. I went to uh, someplace in the Homewood Flossmore area. I remember going Maybe we can and get getting Sarah them. Up here. She might know about that. She might. She might. She she's might not be, coming up here anymore. She might be roller skating right now. She's she's she's. Oh, oh see, Glenwood. Again. Glenwood. So yeah, you bought are these are competition skates or recreational skates. Um. Well, I I they're. Hmm. How would I describe them? Do you spray them with aerosol, Lysol when you're no, done wearing them? Oh, no, no. Or do they only do that what, for the rentals? They, uh, is that like, bowl, like bowling shoes? No, I remember like <laughs> we'd have to go rent skates yes. before rollerblades became a thing. I know. And they would put them up there and there yeah. would be some like disgruntled 17-year-old smoking a pack of like Marlboros. <laughs> and they'd be like, what size do you want? I already had the smoker's voice and we would ask for like our size fives. And then when we give them back, she would literally take out like this can of lace all spray and just spray. Okay. Yeah. And I don't, it might, 
it's like scarred in my head. I don't have that problem because I got my own. So the only. So you've never had a like license. They only do no. that to rental skates. Correct. Correct. Yes. My skates have not seen anyone else's feet except for my own. So were they like fancy? Did they have sequences in them and sparkles? No, they're just, they're just plain white with like blue wheels and a blue toe stopper. And you can, you know. Do they have like a, like a fuzzy ball? No, on the toe? I didn't. No, I don't have a fuzzy ball on the toe. And then no. what were your second, what were your second string skates? What uh, were those? They, well, let's see. Well, let's see. They were very similar. Um, it just had, a, it was a slightly bigger size. And then I started with my strawberry shortcake roller skates, like back in the day. I remember those. Gosh, these were good memories, Kyle. See, this is why I like coming on the show. Just, I mean, <laughs> talking about, you know. How about we rephrase that, coming in the kitchen or the <laughs> dining room. <laughs> right, in the dining room. In the dining room. Yes, yes. But, uh, but no, it's, it's, it's fun memories and, um, I don't know, getting back to basics, you know? I don't know. Yeah. So. All right. So we were talking, anyway. we got sidetracked 19 Sorry. different times, but I that's know. fine. We're, I mean, these were good topics. So LT, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, he got arrested. His, his dad told him to breathe. Yeah. And then he had to go sit for 19 months, more or less not knowing what your <sighs> future is going to be and when that future is up, when, yeah. when your time is up. What, what goes through your head? Well, I mean, obviously... In 19 I, months, knowing that you have a, a four-year-old or five-year-old, I think, and, and you just had a baby. Yeah. And you got to go away. I, well, be heart... I mean, absolutely heartbroken. And then you, you think about those kids because you want your children to, to know you. And, you know, you go, oh, my gosh, you know, is, is it going to be that long? Is it going to be longer? Is it going to be shorter? How do I, you know, how do I get out of this? How do I, you know, what can I do, you know? And... How do I support my family? And now I'm, you know, going to be, you know, incarcerated. It just, uh, there would be so many things that would just be floating through, you know, my yeah. head. You just, you just like, you know, which way do you turn? How do you solve this? You know, it's like always like people are presented with problems, you know, and there's some people that ignore problems and there are other people that are problem solvers. And it's like, okay, we got to get down to the root. How do we solve this? I mean, sitting in his shoes, it's like, how do you solve that? How do you solve something that has no leniency? Right, right. You know, and then being able to get an extra 30 days when they all had their, when they were all <sighs> revoked, they all had their bonds revoked because one of the co-defendants, mm-hmm. you know, he, he got convicted. Yeah. And then it's all of a sudden, it's like, boom. Yeah. It's like, oh, you got to go. You got to turn yourself in. It's like, yeah. wait a second, I got a job. I've got a home. You know, I, I have yeah. to square things away from my family. And what a gift he received of saying, hey, you got 30 days now. You, right. you know the clock is on. Because mm-hmm. he didn't have a clock. There, there was no clock. It was, right. it was until, I guess, he got sentenced or, or however that worked. Right. You know, Kyle, I'll be honest with you. I don't know much about, like, the system, you know, incarceration, jail. I mean, I've, knock on wood, had the... Um, I've never had that opportunity. I, not something that I want. I know you were in law enforcement. You know, at one you know point, you you have more exposure. You know, to that type of environment. Whereas I just, I wouldn't even know what to what to expect or to do. Or <laughs> Nala's so our, uh, trying to yeah. Our our pup Nala, the family dog, came downstairs, and she doesn't do anything all day. She literally, she literally just lays around and sleeps. Okay. And then now she has all the energy once again. Mm-hmm. Of she was just licking the microphone stand like it was something cool. Well, and, you know, I mean, but it's Nala. She yeah, it's Nala. She's part of the show. Yeah, it's Nala, the dog. Yeah, 
But yeah, that's you know? that you would see people. I remember working in, in the county in the county jail. Okay. And when people would give their confessions or after they were just convicted, they they would sleep. They would go into like a deep slumber sleep. Wow. It was really bizarre. And or or yeah, it was just some really bizarre well, stuff. It's probably like college. just emotionally draining. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, you know, I mean and I'm and I'm sure that, you know, you know, with what you've seen, you there's probably obviously people that are extremely remorseful for yeah. what has happened. Like, you know, it might even be like a first time offender or you know, what have yeah. you. And then you have, you know, the other end of the spectrum where people are like, you know, they're not sorry or whatnot. So it's like for somebody who's like a first time offender, yeah. now you're gonna be incarcerated. It's like uh, you know, I almost it um, it's almost like it, it does take your breath away. I mean I think about that and I'm like you know, so you're going to hear more about that on okay. Sunday because we really get into taking your heart away, taking your breath away. Okay. There were a couple times I was talking with LT and he was explaining the, the subjects we were talking about. And you're, you'll know exactly when because you'll feel okay. the same way. I don't know what to say. Like wow. I got that, I got that lump in my throat where I'm like, man, hold it together. Okay. I'll hold it together. Yeah. Right. Because it's something that will affect you. Mm-hmm. You'll, it'll affect you because you'll have that feeling with the feeling that he had. You'll have that same exact feeling, the same exact feeling he will be talking about. And you're going to sit there and you, you won't know what to say. It, it was yeah. that powerful. And I'm sitting there listening to it, listening to LT tell it, trying to like hold it back. And he's telling it to me. And he lived it. Right. He lived it. And it's just right. going through my head. It's just going through my head as visioning it. But he lived it. Right. And it was just a kick to the throat when he was talking about it. And that will be, that's coming up in, in, on, Sunday's, on Sunday's podcast okay. about that experience. And it was, it's powerful. It's I'm, powerful. I'm looking forward, I mean, as, hard, as difficult of a topic as this is, I'm proud of him for going ahead and being able to, to share it. And from the education standpoint, and just, you know, even the way he like, you know, he describes things, I'm looking forward to hearing more of those detailed stories just to like, you know, you're saying like, you know, paint a picture mm-hmm. to truly understand like how he felt, what he went through and, and, you know, what he experienced. Um, so I'm looking forward to, to, you know, hearing that on Sunday's podcast. Yeah. It's so. going to be, it's going to be pretty good. Um, so that's this last week's podcast. Okay. I'm going to have three questions for you. Okay. What is the most inspirational movie that you've seen in the last couple years? Oh, um, How about we just go your top three, your top three most inspirational movies, top. where you watch it and you're ready to run through a wall. Oh, my gosh. Um, I learned this from Ted Lasso, too. So. <laughs> thanks, Dale. <laughs> and thanks, Thad. Right. <laughs> um, so. There, there's two movies that that just pop into my head right now that I totally like. There's, there's one that just gets me every time. It's probably, it's probably my oh gosh, I, I just it's probably my favorite movie of all time, like of all time. And it's and it this may sound corny, but are you blowing up? Yeah. <laughs> oh jeez, man, you thought about coming where I, I left just, field, right? I'm sorry. I just no, no, no. Um, Do you need? 
No, I'm not I'm joke, fine. So we I'm get fine. you like a tissue. No, we got tissues no, no. or something. No, I'm fine. No, and, and you're gonna laugh. You're gonna be like, seriously? You're gonna go home. Tim's like, what happened? Your eyes are all red. <laughs> Kyle asked me what my most motivational movie is. It, it it's I don't know. So it's not corny. Just say it. It's Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, the original with Gene Wilder. Okay. I just love this movie. I love everything about it. I love the messaging. Thanks, Sarah. <laughs> The tissues I, are here. I just, you know, I've, you know, I, I see myself sometimes even with my kids singing the, you know, Cheer Up Charlie song, you know, I can obviously identify, you know, with so many of the different things, you know, um, the hardships, you know, always wanting something, you want, want things to be better, you want more. I mean, they lived in poverty, they, they didn't have much, but, you know, Charlie just made made the best of it, you know, and finally he got his break. And I can remember myself, there was a time when I was unemployed. My company had decided to move their marketing department to uh, St. Louis and had offered me the opportunity to relocate and I I couldn't do it. I didn't want to do it. And so I was kind of down in the dumps and an opportunity for another job with another company had come up about maybe six months later and I interviewed, and I know that my experience with it uh, wasn't, maybe I didn't have everything that they were looking for, but what I will tell you is I remember getting the call, and I remember getting the offer, and I remember skipping up the stairs, singing, I've got a golden ticket, because finally my break came in, and I have to tell you, I had the best boss of my entire life, um, she is still very much a very close friend of mine, just a wonderful, amazing, talented individual who was so uplifting and encouraging. And I really, that was my golden ticket. That was my golden ticket. So, so yes, that's, that's one of my most favorite movies that was, uh, what scene, what scene in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is it one mm. when they were on the rocket and, <laughs> and Willie's. He he understood. Yeah. He finally understood. Thick boy okay. understood what life's about. Yeah, that, I mean that. I think. Or like, is it one that the the uh, the fat German kid gets sucked up in the <laughs> chocolate milk shoot? Augustus Group. Augustus Group. Say some room for later. Do you think the directors of that movie were all on LSD? Oh, totally. Really? Well, I mean, think about think about the scene on the boat. Oh, that was a freaky scene. I mean, scene. you know... And there, aren't you supposed to listen to, like, Pink Floyd to Something that like that, yeah. I mean, know. I don't know that. I heard it. <laughs> it. Just, I don't know. That's just... I just love... I just love that movie. I just love that movie. It's a go-to. Yeah. If it's on every time you can watch it, you get the same feeling as if you watched it for the first time. There was time. a summer I literally went and watched it every single day. Every single day. Because I just loved it, you know. And my kids love it, too. So anyway, but that, so that's, that's probably my first one. My second one is I love the movie Shawshank Redemption. I mean, who doesn't? But like, I love this movie. I love this movie because it's about determination and not giving up. And I'll tell you, I can't wait to see my kids watch this movie someday and for them to experience the whole what's behind the poster and then to go ahead and to just break it down. I just, I, I can, I can feel that exhilaration right now just talking about it. Like, I love that movie. Love that movie. But I'm always like, you know, you know, they always said, get busy living or get busy dying. 
and it's true. And uh, there's just a lot of, of uh, you know, references and whatnot. Um, man, that's a long movie, too. It is. <laughs> you know, you got you to gotta commit to that one. But anyway. What's but number three? Number three? Oh. Um... It's it's t- it's tough for me. Um, I don't I don't. I guess I watch movies, but I don't watch a ton of movies. A movie that really spoke to me—that's probably a more recent movie—is probably The Greatest Showman, and it's probably because I love the musical soundtrack to it. It is the girls play that all the time. There's and a song on there. It's just there's beautiful. a song called "This Is Me." Yes, and I a lot of times I think that's a song that I really identify with because it's just kind of like, here here's what here's what you get, you know. Be uh, be proud of who you are. Um, you know, you 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 deserve it. You deserve a break. You deserve a chance. Uh, be proud of yourself uh, for who you are, um, because this is who you are. Period. And a story, bearded lady, whatever. It, you know, I mean, it just. I've got to see that. I've never seen that. You've never seen it. No, I, it's I haven't. Really, I'm not. Oh. I'm not picking up musicals. It's um, mm-hmm. and it's odd that I I see that this this past winter when I was traveling a lot from work. Yeah. I was listening to that. Um, oh my God! What's the name of this song? The guy that wears the mask over his face, uh, Phantom of the Opera. Yes, yes. Phantom. And I listened to like five different versions of that song. Of whoever sang it, I had to get my hands on it. I had to listen really? to it. It's really bizarre. What's the, wow. There's a name of that movie or a name of that song. It's called, uh, oh my God, what is the name of the song? There's another song on the soundtrack. Um, Music of the Night. Oh, okay. So okay. I, lis- I listen to like, here it is. Wow. It's just like such beautiful song. And I downloaded three or four different versions of people oh. different singing it. Really? And Gerard Butler is the one who sings it in the movie. Oh, okay. Okay. So Gerard Butler is the guy who plays uh, the one of the gladiators in 300. He's in Law Abiding Citizen. Okay. He played in the fantastic movie. It was called Greenland that just came out. Okay. And he's the uh, Phantom. That sings this song, and he's singing. I'm like, "There's no way this guy's singing it. He's mm-hmm. a meathead in some of these movies. Like, he's got like this real deep voice, and you know. And then yeah. all of a sudden, I watched a YouTube video. This is how crazy, and he was singing it. Wow, he sang it. Yeah, just a beautiful it's, song. It's it is a beautiful song, and you should you should check out more musicals, Kyle. I mean, I know that music. I mean, music just speaks to me. It always has. That's why I was so involved in everything. But it's just, it just it it gives. It's just a feel good. You know, and you know, I'll be interested in hearing too, like with with LT, like what what got him through all that time. You know, like what did he use? What types of methods or whatnot? Like I would think to myself, if you know, when I'm down or upset, like I right away throw myself into music. Right. That helps to motivate me. So I'm, I'll be curious to to hear. There, there's uh, a meaning coming, and I'm gonna go get it right now. Hold on, I gotta run outside the studio. <laughs> I'm not really sure what he's getting, right? I'm going to give a teaser. Oh, oh. There's the teaser right there. Go ahead and read it out loud and read the author's names on there. So this is a a book called The Coffee Bean, A Simple Lesson to Create Positive Change. John Gordon and Damon West. So the coffee bean story. 
I didn't plan on interviewing LT probably for uh, several more weeks, maybe a month or two. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. That was not the plan, was for him to come this fast onto the show. So LT's my barber. He's my son's barber. I saw that. Yes. Yeah. And he cuts all these hairs, specifically the ones that are missing up top. He, he makes them, he, he layers them right. Two people you trust in life is your barber and Jesus Christ and God. I think you actually have more hair now. I like, do. Seriously. Well, I've been seeing Sly Sperman, a hair club for men. <laughs> it's working. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, I'm like a chia pet. It just keeps growing. I'm transplanting it from my back and shoulders to my head. Jeez, <laughs> oh, I just got a visual. Oh, my. So I, I was talking with LT, and we, we have some nice talks. You yeah. know, of course, that's usually how it is on, on the chair. And we mm-hmm. just talk, shoot text. And I brought up the coffee bean. And mm-hmm. we were sitting on the couch at, at his shop. And I brought up the coffee bean story. And I said, I told him, you got you to listen to this story. You got to listen to this podcast. This is one of the catalyst podcasts that changed my life. A guy named uh, The Impact Podcast with Todd Durkin. And he had a guest on uh, named Damon West. And I had no clue about either of these two. But there was a gentleman, uh, his name is Dr. Uh, Daniel Dodd. And he's a uh, professor of sports physiology at Illinois State University. I went down there to get a DEXA scan done and to measure my body fat and muscle mass and Mm -hmm. bone density to see how much I can lose. And this was over a year ago. This is last, a year and a half ago. And Dr. Dodd said, you got to listen to this podcast. So I I brought it up while I was in his office, and I listened to it. And so it's about Damon West's story. And Damon West spent uh, some time in prison, a long time in prison. Oh, okay. He got a 60-plus-year sentence, and in Texas, that's a life sentence. Wow. And so he, he spoke, Damon West spoke about being his, his being a coffee bean and what, what, what his mission is in life. And he's a guest. He's a speaker at all these events. He talks to all these college and NFL teams. We got somebody literally chewing nuts or pretzels three spots away. <laughs> so I have to listen to music at dinner time. Okay. Because I cannot hear people chew. It drives me up a wall. Like, I, there's not a lot of things where I can say I hate. I hate that word hate. My grandma says, don't ever say the word hate. Yeah. I hate when people chew. And it could be my beautiful wife. It could be my just precious little six-year-old daughter. If I hear chewing, it's game over. It, it ends my day. So that it bothers you that much? Like when somebody's like me chewing like with their mouth open and it's... It's it just chewing, period. Mouth opens like a, that's like an exclamation oh, yeah. point. I can be downstairs watching the TV and Sarah will walk downstairs and eat an apple. Mm-hmm. And I can hear it through our Sonos surround sound oh, speakers. And I could be watching a war movie of planes bombing cities. And all of a sudden I hear the bite of the apple and the movie's done. I'm over. <laughs> like I cannot watch this anymore. What, <laughs> what, what about people who like, you know, when they, when they take a bite, they're like, mm. Why? Mm. Why do you do that? I don't. I'm not saying do I do make that. that I just. I just observe other people do they, eating. Do they want attention? Do they want I don't to be know. like when someone goes? Mm, are they looking for the response of? Oh, is that good? Because guess what? I'm not going to give that response. <laughs> oh no! It's the same type of people that get up on planes. Like they have to make a sigh when the plane lands, and they have to be the first one up to stand. Right. And they're like, oh, right. And they stretch. 
It's like, are you kidding me? You sit two hours for a movie and you never would make that noise. Exactly. But now you're on an hour, 30 minute flight to Atlanta and you're going to stand up and make a big stretch sigh. Are you really screaming for attention that much? I you have to make so. a noise so someone could reply back. Like, oh, are you okay? Right, right. I know. I I don't understand it. I, I don't. So I, I was just That's curious. It's a whole other show. Yeah, I can go on is. that for about three hours. Oh, yeah. Maybe yeah. five hours. Oh, I think that's what the listeners want is five hours. A five hours. hour rant of people <laughs> chewing and making obnoxious <laughs> comments. Or it's like the like the Facebook questions. Like like they'll they'll be like, Oh, I had one of those day to day, dot dot dot. So then why don't you just ask a question like, Hey people, could you ask me what happened today? Right. So I could tell you. Right. Why don't right. they make that social media status update? Uh, you you're asking such logical questions, Kyle. All right, we're getting off topic. <laughs> anyway. Again. So Damon yeah. West's story, he yes. he has you can be an egg, okay, a carrot, or a coffee bean. Okay. Okay. So you have a boiling pot of water. Yes. And a boiling pot of water is your environment, right? Because mm-hmm. it's it's volatile. You don't know what's going to happen. Right. When you put a hard boiled egg into a pot of water, what happens to a hard boiled egg? I just ruined it. What happens to that egg? egg? It gets hard boiled. It gets hard. It hardens, right? So, but the outside looks the same as an egg, but the inside hardens. Correct. So, you put an egg into a boiling pot of water and it it changes the dynamic of the egg. The inside gets hard. Okay. You take a carrot and you put it into a boiling pot of water. Mm -hmm. What happens to the carrot? It gets soft. Gets soft, but it still looks like a carrot. The outside of it hasn't been compromised. Yes. But the inside gets soft. True. Yes. If you put a coffee bean into a boiling pot of water, mm-hmm. what happens? It breaks down, right? It dissolves. It, yeah. It I spreads. Mean, yeah. And it changes the environment. Exactly. And it changes the environment to something completely different. Now you, you go from a boiling pot of water to coffee. Very true. Very true. Okay. And so the book, The Coffee Bean... Mm-hmm that we have here is we're going to talk about that a lot in the next two podcasts with LT. Okay. A, a lot of, a lot of similarities and we had this talk and I explained to him the coffee bean and his, his eyes just opened up and he goes, that was me. Has he ever read this book? Uh, he listened to the hour podcast okay. of Damon West talking about it. Okay. Because this is about his life, about Damon West's life. And, that's how we expedited LT's talk because he called me two days later mm-hmm. and he sounded like a kid on Christmas. Just was like, hey, man, you got to be kid. This is the best story. Thank you. I'm like, stop. We're not talking about this anymore. Friday, we're going to talk about it. We're going to record. Wow. And wow. He, he came in. He came in the, the, uh, the office where we're recording at. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I didn't know you're right. you actually meant we're recording because I had everything all set up. I'm like, absolutely, yeah. we're recording. And he got nervous. And he had like that look of fear. Mm-hmm. You know you know what the acronym of fear means? No. F everything and run. Oh, is that what it is? Fear. Yeah. Oh. F everything and run. Okay. He had the fear look. I'm not ready for this. I'm like, okay, we'll give it a couple minutes and we'll be ready then. Right, right. And then he goes, I've never told this story in its entirety. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And we ended up sitting there for about four hours. And it went by like four minutes. Oh, I believe it. And the coffee bean 
is probably the biggest catalyst, the biggest why of how this happened. That is the why and how this interview <laughs> happened so fast was because of Damon West's story about becoming the coffee bean. And mm-hmm. it is a beautiful story. You go ahead and take that. It's, it's a real easy read. Read it and bring it back. Okay. We'll talk about it next Thursday because next awesome. Thursday will be part two of LT's, LT's three-part series. But that is the catalyst of how the interview with LT started. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's a beautiful... It's, I would say it's written more of a children's level. It's very Oh, that I'll definitely basic. be able to read it then. Yeah. Yeah, it's got a lot of shapes and stuff in there. <laughs> Colors. Oh, ooh, there's pictures. Mm-hmm. There's pictures. There's pictograms. Oh, my gosh. But it, it's a beautiful story. And okay. it, it's a lesson that is... I mean, awesome. That, that's became, like, I would say our our home's motto is be a coffee bean. Hmm. You know, it's be good. Just spread goodness. Spread smiles. You know, I'm a yes. giant sarcast. I, I do you? everything in sarcasm. No. Yeah, a lot of Gosh, sarcasm. No. Tons of sarcasm. Just a little. <laughs> but I, my thing is I just, I like making people smile. And I like making people feel good where I ask you out of the blue, what's your favorite movie? And all of a sudden, Sarah's bringing up a tissue box. And you, and you felt like you, you transported back into when you were a kid, probably. Yeah. You were thinking about that movie. And it's a fun feeling. It is. It's a beautiful feeling. It is. I, I mean... As silly as maybe it sounds, but I like talking about some of these topics. You know, Tim would be like, Beth, people don't want to hear about your life. And I go, you know. Yeah, they do. It might connect to somebody, you know. 100%. You never know. You never know. I had that conversation. I saw a friend of mine at her work. Monday, Mm -hmm. Monday or Tuesday, I saw her. Okay. She was asking, she's like, for the podcast. She's like, congratulations. And I told her, I'm like, yeah, this is something I wanted to do. She goes, this is something the world needs. I'm like, why? And she didn't say it's verbatim, but yeah. she, she goes, this is something the world needs. Because when you're standing in line at the grocery store, you have no idea what the ordinary person behind you's story is and what they've gone through or what they've accomplished or what has happened to them in a positive or negative way mm-hmm. and how they've rebounded. How do they get to this grocery line? How do they get to this line in the store putting groceries on the conveyor belt? Right. What is their story all the way up to the conveyor belt? Mm-hmm. What, and people just don't know that. And, and that's the whole focus of this, of having this podcast, is the person behind you in the grocery store has a story. And their story is more grand and more beautiful than any celebrities will ever be. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've, I've been, I try not to watch the news. It just, it just gets me upset. And, you know, you watch one, it's skewed one way. You watch the other, it's skewed the other way. You just kind of throw your hands up. But I've been seeing a lot of apparently Ben Affleck and J-Lo are back together. Yes, and, yes. and I'm like, well, congratulations. But uh, I don't really care. <laughs> no offense. And, th- I mean, there's just been, like, some things, like some pictures and other things. And I'm like, what? I go, I'm not. I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in the real people, um, the real stories. You know, things that can, you know, I, I can't relate to, you know, that I can't relate to celebrities. I want to yeah. relate to the average person, like you're saying, that you see in the grocery store. You know, and um, there, there's always an adventure, and I always seem to strike up conversations with people. Um, I'm probably much like yourself, Kyle. You know, wherever you go, you know, you just start talking to people. And you never know what they're going to reveal to you. Sometimes they just need to talk. Yes. You, you know? smile at somebody. Yeah. If you If you just say smile to somebody and say hello, and I've said this many times, mm-hmm. smile at somebody. When you walk by, mm-hmm. say hi, say hello. 
Mm-hmm. Because how many times does a person get walked by and they're not even recognized? Oh, completely. Now, you don't know what this person's life is, and they've never been recognized in their life mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. And oh, now yeah. you stopped and you said hi. And then right. they get thrown off. I do this all the time to people. I'll look them right in the eye and be like, hey, how are you? And they wouldn't know. They don't know what to say. They're like, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. But granted, I might be, I'm a little intimidating looking. <laughs> or they might be freaked out. Like, who's this creepy guy? Do I know but him? when I say, how are you? I truly mean it. I want to hear how you are. Right. Tell me. Right. Tell me how you are. Because I wouldn't have taken the time out of my life to ask you. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing it to be cute or pleasant. I want right. to know, how are you? Yeah. And this might be the only time in that person's life mm-hmm. that, or that day where they might make a very poor decision because they're having a very bad day. Mm-hmm. That that high hello might be the might be the, the ladder to pull them out of that rabbit hole. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. Um, so Tim will tell you that I will go to the ends of the earth to do whatever I can for my kids. Okay, so I'll never forget earlier this year. You know how the kids will give out like gifts, maybe like at Valentine's Day or whatever. Well, I found this really cute thing at Joanne Fabrics, but they didn't have enough of them. Uh, here at the Orland Park store. So at the Wheaton store, they had enough. And that's almost at the end of the earth because I'm right? a flat earther <laughs> oh, and <laughs> I thought the earth ends at Wheaton. Well, apparently it goes a little further. Um, to the Kelb? Uh, right, right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I, I took it upon myself one day, but this is before I had a job, and I was like, okay, you know, it's half price. I'm going to drive out to Wheaton, just, you know, do something a little different. So I literally, I drove out to Wheaton, I got this stuff, and then I was by, there was a Jewel, the Jewels. Uh, the Jewels Ascos. Yes, the Jewels Ascos over there. And I said, you know, I'm going to do my grocery shopping here, so I'm all done, and then I, I'll hightail it back, you know, home. So I happy waiting by the um, the deli counter, and there was this, like, man that was really irate, and just treating the, the workers behind very poorly. At Joanne Fabrics or at the Jewel Asco? At the Jewel Asco at the deli counter okay. when I was getting my lunch meat slice. Um, so what I did was I, I, you know, I was in line and this, this guy left and he was just, again, being very berating and just, just horrible. So I get the lady and you can just see that look of, you know, disgust and upsetness on her face. And she's got her little Winnie the Pooh, you know, mask on. And I walked up to her and cause I was next and she's like, how can I help you? And I'm like, how are you? And I just tried to start a conversation and I said, you know, and she's, and she just started to like unload. There's only two of us here. We're so overworked. You know, we were talking a little bit about COVID and everything else. Well, by the end of this whole conversation, okay, I got her to laugh. I found out she was a cancer survivor. I found out about her husband who was currently suffering for cancer. And so she was trying to take care of him. And again, it just goes back to this whole you don't know what people have been through and maybe they just needed to talk about something yes. to someone. And so I remember, you know, I asked her what her name was and I, when I got home, I wrote her a very nice recommendation like on the Jewel Asco website saying what great service that she did for me because I thought, okay, if I can pay it forward to her, maybe she might get, I don't know, like a little bonus. Maybe it might or make her feel better. Like, wow, somebody actually thought about me you know even after the fact and she she goes can you just come here i'll i'll happily slice your lunch meat every week for you i said it's a little bit of a commute but you better believe if i go back there i want to say her name was i want to say her name was sarah but i i have to i have to double check that but 
but it was just, it meant a lot to her. I could tell. And she was just very gracious. And she's like, you know, if it wasn't COVID, I'd come back out there and I'd give you a hug. You can be a hug anyway. Okay. <laughs> right? I, right? I'll be fine. Yeah. I'm like, you know, um, I had COVID. I'm, you yeah. know, I, I'm invincible. No, not really. But, you know, I, I, I just, I felt good about trying to help her because you don't know what she's dealing with. Mm-hmm. I don't know how bad off her husband is. I don't know how bad off she was. But she was just trying to go ahead and do her job the best way that she could. And everybody else was just treating people poorly, getting irate. Look at the situation. Everybody's short-staffed. Look at, I mean, get out there. there. There's places that are closing because they can't get enough wait staff. So it just made me feel good to try and help somebody because, like you said, everybody's got a story. Right. And you don't know what they've been through. And that's the mission of this this program, this show, is it's the people that are working behind the deli counter. What is their story? Because they have a story that is some of the most... You know, the most encouraging, inspiring, mm-hmm. motivating, everything that the Inspirate show is designed to, to mm-hmm. show is to, is to give. It's that story. Yeah. My little guy, he comes down. He goes, are you going to interview a sp- some sports stars or what, what do you ask, like NFL players or celebrities? I'm like, no, I'm not. No. He goes, well, e- even if you make it big? No. No. Maybe I'll interview one or two. But why do I need to share their story? Their story's already been shared. Mm-hmm. I like yes. to know what happened from the point of they were struggling to when they became a celebrity because that's not shared. Mm-hmm. I don't care about what they're doing now or what they're making or what money right. they're they're earning or what their next project is. Don't care. Mm-hmm. But I do care of how they made it to that point. Just like how I care when I see uh, a worker that has a name tag and I address them by their name. I do that all the time. If it's Diane's on their name tag, I'm like, hi, Diane. How do you know my name? They get all offensive. I'm like, because you got a name tag on (laughs) and I'm addressing you like a human should. Right. And then they feel all bad. I'm like, no, you're okay. You got a name tag. I like to say hi and you have your name. I'm Kyle. Yeah. And then they're like, I'm Diane. And, you know, I want to know that type of a story. I want to share that type of a story. You know, I don't know if we spoke about this in a past podcast. We, we might have. But Dwayne Johnson, mm-hmm. he's the yes. biggest thing right now. Yeah. Why do you think he's relatable? And I'll give you my reason. Why do you think he's so relatable in everything he does? Why he's so uber successful in everything he touches? I, I'll be honest, I don't know much about him because, again, I kind of don't look at celebrities. I mean, the things that I know about him, he, he's got this big old genuine smile. That's, you know, it's, it's he's jacked up and good looking well, too. Sh- well, yeah. Well, okay. Aside from that, that's you know, it. um, and I'm not really sure to be honest, kind of like what exactly his story is and where he came from and, and whatnot. I mean, again, th- that's one thing I've always, I think tried to pride myself on is, not getting caught up in the Hollywood scene. You know, people yeah. put their pants on one leg at a time, and some people have really gotten, you know, great opportunities, and, and you know, congratulations. That's great, but, you know... Um, so his story yes. and why mm-hmm. he's so relatable to everybody is because he hasn't talked about how he made it from point B to point C and then to point D. Mm-hmm. His, everything he talks about is what he had to do to earn where he's at. Wow. And I truly believe, and there's only a few other big-time people where I would have a short list mm-hmm. of 
I would love to talk to them. And maybe one day, 20 years from now, I'll have that opportunity or whatever. But it's because of their story from point A to point B. That's what they talk about. That's what they, they everything is motivated off of the struggle that they had mm-hmm. and why they continue to move forward, what their beginning stories are, mm-hmm. what their grocery store line story is. You right. know, like if I turn around and I see somebody, what, what is their story? That's the story I want to hear because they might have a magnificent backstory right. from the time they hit that grocery store, the checkout line, similar to a Dwayne Johnson. His story before he hit the WWE, WWF, whatever it was called then. Right is amazing and and that's what he shares all the time everything's based off of that of what he had to do from point a to point b because everyone already knows what point b on is but what about the times that sucked mm-hmm. the times that just flat out sucked why aren't they celebrated because that's what makes people you know and it makes people and and i'm not saying financially or or, or i make make people whole makes their heart whole are those right. times where they got to walk up that hill and we really dive into that. And I, there was no way I was, seg- this was not to segment into back to the LT story, but right. we, we dove right into that in the second part mm-hmm. of what what is the uphill and what do you have to do to earn to earn that back? When you hit the bottom, when you're yes. at the bottom, mm-hmm. that's when you really truly know what you're made made of. Right. When, you th- when you hit your perceived bottom, do you lay down? Do you lay down the bottom of the valley or do you work your way back up to exactly. the top of the mountain? Mm-hmm. I wrote that on a, a somebody's page that they they fell off. They were dieting or okay. they were trying to trim up, lose weight, and they fell off. But they got back on. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest accomplishment is you're able to get back on. You can fall down the mountain till you're to the bottom of the valley. But as long as you take that first step back up on the mountain, guess what? You're back on the mountain. Mm-hmm. Keep going to the top and you're back on. That's what like a Dwayne Johnson story is. That's the same story as the deli clerk at the Jules Oscos. Uh, They just need someone to share that story. And that's what hopefully we can build here over the next maybe three or four more shows. Then we'll call it quits. Even though I got like seven shows recorded. No, I'm kidding. I just got Wait a second. We have lots of shows. It's me, isn't it? It That's what it is. It's Sarah's chewing. (laughs) She came on and was chewing. Chewing like snaps or something. It was loud. <laughs> Poor thing. But that's that's the that's what makes this I think this show unique because there's nothing like this. There right. there's nobody talking to just the average person that walks up yeah. behind you in the grocery store. Yeah. And hopefully we can keep finding some great stories from the people that walk up behind you in the grocery store and maybe one day it'll be the deli clerk from the Jules Oscos and you maybe one day it'll be Dwayne Johnson, maybe one day it'll be anybody. But yeah. What is their story that led, led us up to that point of walking up to put your laying everything on the table to see? Exactly. And that's that. Yeah. Well, you had a suggestion we need to keep this under an hour. Well, I, I, I didn't know what the feedback was given. You actually said that uh, people were saying they wanted to be longer. And I was like, wow. Well, we're at an hour 15 minutes, hour 16 minutes. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Yeah. And the reason for the little bit of the longer is because people listen to this on their drives. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. You know, I mean, when I used to commute, <laughs> you know, yeah, hour 15 mm-hmm. would be, you know, like a walk in the park. Right there. So, yeah. yeah. So here's some demographics of our first two weeks of show. Mm-hmm. We actually have listeners in Canada. Really? Yeah. We have listeners in Canada. That's pretty awesome. We have listeners in the United States. Can you believe that? 
United States? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And here's one that really, really threw me off. What? We had six listeners last week from India. Listening to us? Six. Get out. That's what the, the demographic data came back, the viewing data, is six people came back from India. They listened to us. And I don't know why they were captivated by this show of what's gone on, but six from India. That's pretty cool. Yes. I, I would love to hear, you know, their story and yeah. what, what they're interested in and why they why tuning into us. That's pretty awesome. The, well, India is the second most populated country yeah. on the globe. Yeah. We got six of them, six Indian six, citizens yes. listening awesome. to this from India. Maybe we'll have seven next week. We'll put it on social media and I'll say, Very we cool. need more Indian listeners. <laughs> Shout out to everybody that's yeah, listening. Shout out to all my people in, in India. <laughs> they actually break it down to the states too. Really? Of what states in India. Yeah, let me see if I can bring it up. I really guess quick. I never thought about I mean, I mean, you know, obviously, you know, India is a very large landmass and I never it's just really you populated. Know. Yes. I mean, it's, it's a yes. gigantic populated country. But oh yeah. Six people. I thought that was so cool. And so that it also breaks down. Found, I wonder how they found out. Like, you know, how do they? Well, I'm on a, I believe I'm on a Indian podcast. Okay. Uh, some, like uh, distribution. It's part of the whole thing when I was setting all this up. Oh, cool. Was part of it's going to be in India. And I, when I found that out, let's go to listener behavior. Mm-hmm. And hold on, let me mm-hmm. zoom this to you here. Here we are. Here's the map. Six people from India, right? Wow, yeah. So we're going to click it. on it, and it actually goes to what states in India from, can you pronounce that? I, I, I don't want it, because I don't want to Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't want to butcher it. The state is called K-A-M-A-T-A-K-A, Kamataka. Wow. Two downloads from Kamataka, India. It's pretty exciting. Now look, now up here, they doubled. Bihar, India. B-I-H-A-R. Oh, wow. India, four downloads. That oh, awesome. That is pretty cool. No one from Mongolia that's up there. Not yet. Not yet. Not but yet. Yeah. So that's and and it showed on what they listened on. See all the demographic data on Spotify, Chrome, Facebook, mobile app, Apple Podcast. Thirty two. We just went live on Apple. That's, that's pretty that's impressive. Pretty, pretty big. It is. And then in Canada, ready for the can- Canadian? Oh, Canada. Uh huh. Love them. Love Let's our neighbors to the north. From Canada, we have one download from Canada, and that came from the Ontario province. Is it a province? Oh, I think they're pro- yeah, I think they're provinces. Province. Yes. So, and then in, in the United States of America, 348 downloads. Okay. Wow. We had nobody from Alaska. Okay. Obviously, a large chunk from Illinois. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping Nova Scotia at some point. I'm just saying. Up in Canada, Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia, Canada. Just so you could say Nova Scotia. Yeah, exactly. Sounds pretty cool. So we had a handful. We had one from New Mexico. Oh. Uh, wow. One from Washington, one from Oklahoma, one listener. These are unique listeners. So these are people that have actually clicked on it, like with IP addresses, I believe. That's great. Nebraska, Minnesota, Georgia, Arkansas. Now, this is where we're kicking into some big numbers, big viewing numbers. Two people from Pennsylvania. Yes. We had two from North Carolina, <laughs> two from Nevada, two from Kansas and Idaho. Now we're really getting big time. Three in New Jersey, four in Ohio, four in Missouri, 
five from Wisconsin and Oregon, six from Florida, six from California, eight from South Carolina. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, that is amazing. Nine from Texas, nine from Michigan, 10 from Virginia, and then we got 18 New York, 33 from Indiana, and 211 from Illinois, and six from India. That is so cool. That is so cool. That is really cool. So we're going to see if we can get more Canadian listeners as well as more Indian listeners. Awesome. Well, we, we welcome all. It's pretty cool. It is I pretty thought, cool. Oh, I saw India. I was like, wow. I'm like, what do you, th- what do you think they're thinking? Of like two Americans sitting behind microphones talking mm-hmm. or listening to different stories. And, and they're coming from their culture. Right. I don't know. I'd be, I'd be interested in hearing, you know, some ideas from them. Like, what do they, what do they want to hear about? You know, what I'm really interested? fascinated by like Bollywood, like the dances, the beautiful. We walked through, we went through mm-hmm. a, a wedding, an mm-hmm. Indian wedding when we were in Orlando at the volleyball tournament. And it was like some of the most beautiful garb, like their, oh, their it's, suits it's and gorgeous. dresses. Yes, and, yes. Yeah. yeah. One of my friends from college, um, she's, she's Indian and, and just had a beautiful wedding. Just yeah. beautiful. I mean, just dressed to the nines and just all the details. It was, it was just gorgeous. So it's awesome. All right. Well, hopefully we'll have some, some, uh, different viewer data and we're going to go from there, but Bev, thank you so much for coming on for our Thursday recap. And we'll talk again next Thursday. Sounds good.